Welcome everybody to Superhuman with Dr. V and Jason Phelps. I am Dr. V and with me always is Jason Phelps. Uh, what's going on? So we have a really cool show on today and it's something that's affecting a lot of people. Um, we have uh, as our guest today, Dr. Sadaf J uh, Javid. Uh, Dr. Javid is a uh, board certified adult and child psychiatrist with extensive hands-on training and experience. Uh, she has worked in various healthcare facilities from academic institutions to community health centers. Um, she's treated patients from diverse cultures and backgrounds. Her training, you know, took her from uh, Nassau University Medical Center at Long Island, uh, and she specialized in child and adolescent psychiatry uh, from the University of Texas Southwestern Austin. Uh, she joined the David Raines Community Health Center in Bossier and Shreveport, Louisiana, and as a full-time consultant. And in addition to her private practice, which is called Cognitive Psychiatry, uh, she also works part-time at the Pelchin uh, Children's Center in Houston. So are, are you with us, Dr. Javid? Yes, I'm here. Hey. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. Awesome. Nice. Good, good to have you. I'm really looking forward to this because um, in my practice, I want to see, you know, your take on it because in my practice, I have seen because, you know, the, the COVID era that we're in, a lot mm -hmm. of uptick in depression anxiety uh ptsd a lot of the things that you you um take care of in your your office i see like on your website you know panic disorder um, mm -hmm. i've seen an exacerbation in people especially that were previously well under control um yes. now obviously they feel very very out of control you know so i really want to pick your brain today as far as you know kind of what y'all do there um who y'all treat um, and, and kind of what's your take on a lot of this, you know, where we go from here, basically, as far as uh, mental health. And, and, you know, my four pillars to overall health are nutrition, anxiety, uh, nutrition, diet, nutrition, exercise, mm -hmm. activity, uh, hormones, because a lot of times, you know, that, that's one of my specialties, but, you know, uh, if hormones are off, you know, with a lot of patients, they can have issues. But then the other one is mental health. And a lot of people don't, don't talk about it. Um, yes. They're, they're afraid to talk about it. They're, they're embarrassed to talk about it. Um, so, you know, I'm glad to have you on here today. So uh, how, how have you been? And, and, and what has, what have you been seeing lately in your practice as far as, you know, mental health? Right. And, you know, I, I just want to uh, start off by thanking you guys. Uh, I feel like mental health has been a very ignored um, uh, specialty of medicine. Um, and, you know, I've been in the United States since 2006, off and on, even before that. And um, I'm originally from Pakistan. And, you know, back home, uh, mental health was not you know, it's it's considered a taboo, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be um, uh, able to take on yourself so much, and nobody really talks about it. But I did not realize after you know training here and seeing a whole variety of patients from all different parts of the world that it's it's still a little difficult for a lot of people to to talk about it, mm -hmm. to admit that they might be suffering. Um, a lot of times we. Um, you know, even in our daily day to day living, we just keep on going. So I feel like this pandemic has, you know, it put a standstill to so many things. And, uh, you know, our lives were just abruptly shut down, mm -hmm. right. And uh, it made even people who maybe didn't have anything, um, you know, 
be a little bit more attuned to their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually a little happy about it because I feel like people are talking more about how important mental health is, like mm -hmm. you said, right? Um, uh, it is it is such an important aspect in every stage of our life. Yeah. And uh, that's why I went in child because I felt like if I could just make one difference in one child's life, I think yeah. my my deed is done. Yep. There, and and uh, it's still like you said, it's very stigmatized. There's there's a stigma attached with it, and and there's something wrong. And it's, a lot of times, it's something very easily um, that that can be treated very very easily. And and again, what better way to do it than with children because they're still very neuroplastic they're still their neuroplasticity is still and their learning behaviors it's still they're still very plastic so exactly absolutely and and you know um but we will not understand mental health until and unless we have that ability to recognize right exactly. um, uh, and we will not recognize until unless we talk about it openly this is this is how I talk to all my patients. Any patient who comes through the door, first of all, I thank them. I thank them because I tell them that it's not easy to sit in front of a stranger and talk about things that are so personal to you. And, uh, you know, whether it is a CEO of a company or whether it is a 911 dispatcher, you know, there are people from all walks of life who are coming through my doors. And I, I, I thank them. I thank them for taking action and you know taking charge of your mental health because i feel like they're everything is tied together right now with the way the world is i mean when we grew up there was no pandemics there was no um you know frequent hurricanes and all kinds of other stuff that's been going we had a pretty simple easy life i think so, mm -hmm. so, so Doc, I have a question um, what kind of pts are you seeing during this time is it is it different than what you were seeing you know four months ago or is it is it something that's evolved into something new right so that's an excellent question and uh, you know i i kind of want to tell you the kind of patients that i've been seeing in these uh, in this covid era i call mm -hmm. um so the first uh, category of patients are the ones who have pre-existing anxiety and depression and ptsd who uh, are coming with um, uh, you know exacerbations of those existing symptoms mm -hmm. right um uh, and then uh, then the second kind of patients are um, you know professionals healthcare workers. Um, like I said, I have a patient who is a 911 dispatcher and, you know, you talk about PTSD. Now, being a 911 dispatcher in itself is is such a, uh, you know, it's such an emotional job. It's, you know, it really drains you emotionally. And sh this, this particular patient ha was able to do it. She's been doing it for 20 years. And uh, now she, first time, Imagine being being a 911 dispatcher for 20 years and you were pretty much in control of your health. You thought you were doing okay. And with this, the kind of uh, falls that she's been taking, it's just taken a toll on her. And um, now every time the phone rings, she just, um, uh, like you mentioned PTSD. So she's, uh, uh, she, heard, see, she saw one of the patients, she took a call of one of the patients who couldn't breathe. Mm. So that that is stuck in her head. And uh, she's having nightmares. She can't sleep herself. So, you know, I recommended her to take some time off from work. So, you know, uh, that is the extent of trauma that, uh, you know, uh, patients from different parts of uh, or different walks of life are experiencing during this um, this entire past couple of months, which have been, mm -hmm. you know, we've all experiencing. 
uh, then the third category of people are the people who um, have OCD, right? Uh, OCD is the obsessive compulsive disorder, like phobias to germs, phobias to cleanliness. Now with, with everybody talking about hand sanitizers, washing your hands, uh, making sure you wipe up the groceries, you know, initially when the whole COVID thing happened, nobody knew, right? So we were kind of, I'm guilty as well. We were all kind of blindly following whatever we we would hear. So her OCD is severely exacerbated. Um, you know, she's uh, she's washing her hands, God knows how many times a day. Um, so that's that category. And then uh, then children. You know, I specialized uh, to see children. So I'm seeing uh, behavioral issues in uh, children who were actually doing very well, never had to see a psychiatrist, but now because of the inability to interact with their friends, being stuck at home, their parents' anxiety are rubbing on them. And then they are the ones uh, who are acting out and having these behavioral uh, disorders. And then the, the, the last category, I would say, you know, children with special needs. You know, I have a, a lot of autistic patients in my uh, schedule and uh, they, they don't have the um, you know, the therapies or the, the respite and the people who would come to their house for all different kinds of interventions, mm-hmm. they are not doing that anymore. So they are regressing. Mm-hmm. So it's just um, uh, a whole collection of uh, different uh, pathologies that I've been seeing. Okay. Nice. Now, Glad, you, you started mentioning, and that was leading me in my second question, my second question is like, what has been the specific impact on the mental health of, of, of children and kids? you know what are what are the different things that you're seeing what are the 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 more important things that you're seeing are you seeing just disruptive behaviors are you seeing panic are you seeing anxiety or depression in these children like what what's going oppositional defiant Sure, absolutely, absolutely, and that's a that's an excellent question because you know I'm a mother myself. Mm-hmm. I have three kids, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know I try to take off my psychiatrist hat when I come home, <laughs> but uh, you know I'm seeing it in my own children. So I'm seeing a whole different variety of uh, um, uh, issues that are coming up in uh, patients. Uh, you know, usually from maybe even as young as six or five, all the way up to eighteen, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, I'm seeing uh, disruptive behaviors, as you have said, uh, primarily because you know they are, they can't go out. They are spending a lot of time on the on screens. Um, you know, I'm guilty of that because you know I don't know what else we could do to engage, right? Um, uh, the second thing is that I'm seeing a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety in girls, especially. There is one girl in particular that I've been seeing very regularly, and she's been having um, anxiety about the disease itself, right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety about uh, not being ever going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one patient I saw, which was very disturbing in the sense that he's this 11-year-old boy who wants to die. And uh, I saw him last week and I was like, why do you want to die? And he's like, because I just want my life to be back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's, you know, we as adults, we struggle with our own emotions. But, you know, we are we are still we have stuff to do. We have work to do. We are we are trying to manage a lot of fronts. But 
children's life is you know it's it's yeah. really shrunk mm-hmm. right um, they don't have school they don't have those play dates it's summer they can't go out to you know like the way a lot of children are they don't want to wear masks mm-hmm. you know uh, because they feel claustrophobic so um one of the things that i've seen and i've i've really tried to stress because i've seen this in in clinic also and more so because i don't see children but i see a lot you know they come in mm-hmm. with their 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 parents and one of the things that I really, really, really try to stress is, is there a pandemic? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a COVID? Yes. But but we need to stress the positives of it, including mm-hmm. the, the 99, the recovery rate. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think enough people talk about that, you know, it, it, to alleviate some of the, you know, really stress to them, hey, the recovery this. rate yeah. is 99.9 percent. You know, I think mm-hmm. the case fatality rate is now down to like 0.02 or 0.03. And eventually yes. it's yeah. probably going to be a lot. And we don't, you don't hear that. You hear the doom and gloom on, sure. on sensationalism of the media and right, nobody's talking about right. the positives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll tell you something that you bring up such an interesting point because, um, you know, I tell my patients and even my own children and myself sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, social media, Facebook, uh, you have, I'm a member of all these, uh, these groups. I'm a member of this COVID-19 group that I actually took a break from. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I need Good a idea. break from it now. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're because we are looking for the negatives in the yeah. news. We are not looking for. We won't look at the 109 year old who survived, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but we will look at the the 20 year old who was uh, who died in two days, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, again, those are the things which are in our control, right? Uh, what we choose to keep in our mind and what we choose to let go, mm-hmm. and that is what I'm trying to teach my patients all across the board. That we, even though this virus may not be in our control, but our reactions, our emotions, the recognition, and the way we want to, um, uh, you know, our brains are very strong, you know, like we talk about CBT, right? Cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, um, you, we can identify the illogical thoughts that are coming in our mind, and we can try to replace them with something more positive. Right. Well, so um, there's any number of studies. And that's the thing is, if there's only doom and gloom and they only have a negative outlook, I can point anybody to any number of studies. And you you've I'm sure you've read them, too, where positive outlook actually yes. can affect your immune system. You bet. You know, Absolutely. meditation, things like that. You know, there's Absolutely. different things that actually affect your immune system mm-hmm. and how you're how resilient you are rather than. If you, it's like almost self-fulfilling prophecy that we talk about. It's like, hey, if you you feel like you're going to experience this, if you, you can actually psychosomatically. You can make it happen. You can make it happen. Believe it or not. Yeah. You know, I I read a book about this uh, guy who was in um, uh, isolation, like he was in prison for God knows how many years by himself and how he survived and he came out into a PhD. I don't remember the name of the book only because he was focused on the little positivity that he could muster up in living in that, you know, four by four cell or whatever. Uh, it's very much possible. It's not important. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit it, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, patients come and say, you know, it's easy for you to say you're on the other side of the desk. I totally understand. And I tell them and I acknowledge it, but sure. it's not impossible, yeah. right? Um, you start off with one 
thing, you know, um, and, and you, like you said, um, positivity. I was listening to this interview by Dalai Lama and he said that, uh, which kind of stuck with me. I was like, oh, this is something I can practice on my, in my own life. He said that whenever you have a lot of anxiety, the one thing that you could do is start giving mm -hmm. to, to alleviate that anxiety. And that will take your mind off of um, whatever you're feeling and you're actually channeling it in a more positive direction. Mm -hmm. So we started uh, baking cookies and distributing it in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and that felt good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of data on that too, as mm -hmm. far as uh, like we talk about it a lot, like gratitude practice. You know, yeah, whenever absolutely. you whenever you do a daily gratitude practice uh, and, and, and you're you basically fill your day with positivity from the start, mm -hmm. it kind of pushes out a lot of the other things. And it, when you have nothing but gratitude and you try to practice mm -hmm. positivity and happiness, you have to practice it. Um, it. It doesn't allow for a lot of the negative, mm -hmm. you know, and, but, you, but but it's a practice. Yeah. And, and with the isolation that most people kind of feel at this point. There has been no one and no study say don't go outside and don't get in the sun. Yeah. Right. Not one. Not one. Not but one. but there that's some of the recommendations. It's like you bet. We, we you know, Dr. V, we talked about vitamin D, which I really, really promote in, in my practice because the majority of people are very, very low in vitamin mm -hmm. D. And right. any number of studies will show you specifically with yeah. COVID that you know most of the people that that there was a big study in indonesia that were basically 99 point or 98 percent of the people that had that died from COVID had low vitamin d and the okay. same thing was er echoed in in italy but right. one of the things they they told us from the beginning is mm -hmm. stay inside mm -hmm. uh you know don't go <laughs> yeah, no. protect yourself and don't go outside and and it's like eh, you no, know no, no no and for all of you that you know, all of you that gain uh-huh and all of you that gain that weight sitting inside the for the COVID, last two the months. COVID-19. I'm going to tell you right now, tan fat looks better than pale fat. So get out <laughs> yeah. there, get some sun on it. You feel better about yourself, I promise. Yeah. Sorry, you, you know, uh -huh. like, like, we were, like we were like coming back to the children again, you know, we, we talked about what we were see, what I've been seeing in my practice. Um, uh, the other thing I also feel like, uh, you know, yes, we do talk to the children. I'm talking to my patients and we are trying to figure out strategies so that they, they need to make sure that they identify their feelings and they talk to your their parents, right? Yeah. Uh, the community go just for kids. It also means that we as adults we need to check in with our feelings. Yep. Well, and move that you know. Why so that'll go right on. And shout at my kids. Oh, gotcha. they, they should check in with you. Sorry, there was a lag in in your in your feed. Um, so now oh. moving on to okay. the next, you know, I think so, we got the gist of it. Gotcha. So what's, yeah. what's the impact now that you're also seeing on adults? I know personally, I've seen a lot of, in the beginning it was okay. It, they, it was almost kind of like that hurricane mentality. It's like, Ooh, you know, was, there was not a lot of damage. So they were out actually, it was a couple of days off and this, and then as, as it's, you know, strung along and it's been mm. strung out. Now I'm seeing a lot of patients coming hey, my depression is back, my anxiety is back, um, I'm not doing well, you know, I'm not, I'm not coping well, um, I lost my job. You know, there's so many things. Now, what are you seeing as far as the impact of COVID on, on adults? So, you know, that's, again, an excellent co uh, question. I feel like adults, like you said, initially, it was like the whole stockpiling mechanism, I call it, right? right? We are uh, stockpiling on things and we're, we're kind of planning, right? So 
but then you know you plan for one week two weeks three weeks and then what do we do right mm -hmm. uh, things were changing so rapidly uh, not only with just uh, the whole covid and then you know everything else that was going on as well right so it was not just one thing that was impacting uh, like you said you know finance uh, a lot of my patients are on um, unemployment you know i i it's it's really sad and these are not these patients who were I, I'm I'm seeing patients who are executives, in, especially in the oil and gas sector. You know, of, that's how, that has been hit really, really bad. So um, you know, the, now they're coming back. So the initial stress of the pandemic and what to do. So we got that sorted out. Now with the rising number of cases, and now now they're coming back with the thought of, oh my God, when is this ever going to end? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now it's not just the COVID. The COVID is not the main stressor the main stresses that i'm seeing in adults is is the financial stresses uh, the lack of um, you know the isolation because there are so many single uh, uh, patients who are struggling right mm -hmm. single mothers who are struggling because it's now stretched to mm -hmm. a lot of extent right um, and then i'm seeing um, uh, i'll tell you something interesting there is a, a shortage of uh, uh, antidepressant lexapro Mm -hmm. I don't know that. why. And I spoke to a bunch of pharmacies. So a bunch of patients who are on that particular medication, they are uh, they are now regressing. Their symptoms are coming back because they can't find. So I'm now changing their medications. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, of course, it's the stress, anxiety, sleep. Sleep yep. is something which I'm seeing so much. People, uh, I don't know about you, but a lot of my patients are complaining about nightmares. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, or uh, a couple of them waking up every night at three. They say, I don't know yeah. what it is. Every night at three o'clock, I'm waking up. I heard this yesterday about two or three times. You yes. know, but yeah. but uh, the, the the big thing, and I said this right in the beginning to my wife in March, I said, the big thing that's driving a lot of the anxiety is is the not knowing. Yes. We don't know. Like in the beginning, it was, well, it you know, is it going to be a month? Is it going to be six weeks is it going to be eight weeks like we didn't know and they not didn't there that, was no no end to it not only the the time frame but also the severity of the it. severity yeah yeah how bad yeah. is this going to be or yeah. is one out of ten of us going to die from yeah. this you know because yeah. that was the initial that was the thought. initial yeah and that's terrifying that's a huge number it's right? terrifying but, but you know let me tell you one thing i feel like uh, and and um, you know i i think not you know not all of us will have covid but all of us will have some or the other mental health impact Right. Mm -hmm. um, that is something that we should all be 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 prepared for. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they say that the next pandemic is going to be in mental health. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so I feel like, um, you know, even though if you are doing OK, daily check ins with yourself and then just make, you know, we want we all want to make sure that we are um, prepared right uh, uh, with our coping skills and, the, you know, uh, not focusing on the result but focusing on the process, mm -hmm. okay? This is what it is right now. I can't control COVID, right? Yep. I can't, right? But I can control how I choose to live in this situation. Mm -hmm. Well, so we got a, a short break, Dr. Javid, uh, from our sponsors, and we will be back in about two minutes. I'll talk, I wanna ask you a couple more questions on kind of sure. where we start, you know, what does the process, you know, look like with you and then kind of, you know, certain certain tips and stuff. So we'll be back in about uh, two minutes, okay?
Hello, my name is Dr. Sadaf Javed. I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist and I see adults also. I've been practicing in the greater Houston area for the past five years and my practice is in the west side of town. In these unprecedented times, it is so important to check in with your mental health. Please pick up the phone and call 832-304-7244 or mycognitivepsychiatry.com and we would be happy to help. Thank you. This was a proud sponsor of KNLY. Turn on your glam today. The Jenna Klein Collection is here. Elaborated with natural products. Give yourself a compliment with our organic lip glosses in more than 15 shades. With the Jenna Klein Lip Gloss Collection, you can hydrate your lips and keep that glamorous look that you need. Turn on your glam. Visit JennaKlein.com. And don't forget our skincare collection with natural ingredients that will improve the skin's appearance and prevent visible signs of aging. We have everything you need to achieve smooth and vitalized skin. JennaKlein.com. Turn on your glam today. This was a proud sponsor of KNLY 91.1 F. It started uh, as a dream. Uh, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to have my own restaurant. And it was a dream that finally we had the opportunity to build it here in the woodlands. And I'm so happy with it. It's a really authentic Italian food. Uh, I try to maintain the most original possible. It's very important. Every day I make my fresh pasta. Chi mangia bene, mangia italiano. Please come and visit us. This was a proud sponsor of KNLY 91.1 FM. And we're back uh, with Dr. Javid. And we're going to keep talking about, you know, health, mental health, wellness uh, in this uh, COVID era. And I have a couple more questions for her. So uh, basically, I'll, I'll let Jason start up because he had a sure. great question on the break. Yeah. Um, and so I'll let him start so out with that. With one of, the, one of the things that you specialize in working with kids as a, as a parent, what are some of the things that I need to look for in my kids that might be a sign that there's more going on than, than they're letting on or that I'm not recognizing. What are, what are some of the actions and, and things that kids some generally the, have? Some that of the lead complaints that, that the, patient, the, the, the parents are coming in. Yeah, with. like how do I know when it's time to get them some help? Absolutely, I think that is an excellent question. And uh, you know, the one thing that I tell all my parents and uh, is uh, open communication, mm -hmm. check-ins, right? So uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what I do with my kids every day. I uh, you know spend at least 10, 15 minutes individually with all three of them. Mm -hmm. And how was your day? You know, what you know, what was the best thing that you did today? What was something that made you sad today? You know, um, and then always be mindful and cognizant of their behaviors. I feel like uh, smaller children usually uh, present more with uh, irritability, uh, temper tantrums, um, you know, throwing objects and uh, uh, which is, if you notice that this is something which is out of the ordinary. Oh, he used to be such a happy-go-lucky kid. I wonder what's going on, right? Um, uh, and with, you know, I have a preteen as well. So uh, with slightly older kids, you know, it'll be more like isolation. Yes. I feel like that is something which is, oh, I just want to be in my room, mm -hmm. uh, closing the door, not coming down and you're calling them. You're like, no, this is this is something which is not like them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, not wanting to talk and being 
just just wanting to be by themselves um and this is usually for girls so for for uh for boys it's more aggression i've noticed mm -hmm. i feel like uh, you know they are uh, quick to get angry they are quick to um uh, just stomp off and uh, walk off and they don't want to talk about it because they are also scared of uh, um first of all a lot of them that not might not even know why they are feeling like this but even if they do they are scared of repercussions right they are they are like oh i don't know uh, uh what my my parents will think about me but i'm having these 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 not so good thoughts i'm in a dark place some some teenagers have come to me and they've used this word that i've been in a dark place and i've had thoughts to hurt myself i think i will be better off dead right mm -hmm. um so uh, i feel like those would be some very important signs to look at especially um right now uh communication talking to them are you okay are you frustrated yeah. i'm frustrated too let's figure out let's talk about it and also acknowledging your own anxiety i feel like sometimes as parents we 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 present ourselves as superhumans to our children right i think it's okay to acknowledge our own vulnerabilities and our own frustrations uh, and you know letting the kids know that we are feeling this as well mm -hmm. right or oh, i miss my friends too i wish i could go out and get uh, go shopping with my friends or go have coffee with my friends i understand how you are feeling let's come up with a plan to to make you feel better what is it that i can do to make you feel better it's right? actually funny so, you you mentioned that because um the you know we we have a thing at our house and we 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 don't do it as much anymore but we used to joke about it and the kids laugh about it but we would say how was your day what was your high what was your low and they're like dad mm -hmm. you know but we but they would but it was it would they they would you know in the beginning they would just do it and and now it's you know it, it's become funny and a joke but it it kind of they 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 do that and they respond to that into it. yeah i've been really blessed to, to you know our our youngest you know because i have i have four um, oh, wow. and my oldest is 29, but our youngest is 12 mm -hmm. and, uh, we've been really blessed that she, if anything gone, has gone the other way. We were, she had been begging us to do uh, homeschool and we we're like, well, we don't know if you're, because she's a social butterfly. We don't know if she would do well with homeschool or would it, she, because it was forced mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. did very well with it, did all her work. And now like on her own exercises, mm -hmm. Every, like she puts on YouTube and all kinds of other stuff. And so she's exercising mm -hmm. on her own, doing her own work has really, really coped very, very well. Awesome. And, and, you know, so we feel really, 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 you know, blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, no, but, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and, you know, I, I also feel like for some children, uh, homeschool was, was, was good, mm -hmm. right? Uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, you know, especially the the patients or my patients who had severe anxiety, school anxiety, mm -hmm. right? Middle schoolers, mm -hmm. uh, bullying going on in school. They don't like uh, the, some of their teachers. They they thrived uh, with um, homeschooling, and some parents are continuing to do homeschool yep. because they felt like, oh, we never knew that they would do so well. Mm -hmm. This is what uh, was uh, the issue all along. It was the school. So you know, just uh, being aware of their body language being aware of uh, them and comparing them to the pre-COVID, uh, I, I call, mm -hmm. uh, state, and you notice that there is something different, I would, I strongly suggest to all parents that, you know, just don't, don't be afraid, just, just make sure there is no harm in, in getting any kind of professional evaluation, not everybody 
um, might need medications or anything mm -hmm. like that. But it's, and I'll tell you something. I just found out yesterday by by a neighbor that HISD has now started a mental health hotline. Oh wow, that's well, awesome. So what what's really what, what's really interesting is that that you know there's there's we've really noticed with her was. Mm -hmm that she's getting more sleep. She's not getting up at 6 a.m. We, you know, she was a, a lot of times grumpy, you know, uh, really quick to anger with her, you know, old, you know, older sister. And, and now because she's actually sleeping and, and there's a lot of data, a lot of studies behind this. California has a, has, before all this had a big initiative to actually start school times later. later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're, they're already doing it. It's actually been um, a really big pilot program in Wyoming where they actually were allowing the kids to sleep in a little bit later and start school a little bit later. Man, I could have told you that would have worked when oh, I yeah. was 12 years old. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't need a big study to prove that. No, absolutely. Not one bit. But she has been, we've seen um, lower, uh, just lower grumpiness, mm -hmm. aggression, you know, uh, just she's not moody and she would get up, she'd have good sleep yep. and do her work and then she'd do her little workout and then she can still a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what homeschool is and maybe in the past it was done at home and the the parents do a lot of it mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. like with this homeschool it's she still goes to a center once a week um mm -hmm. and it's taught by teachers that were kind of fed up with the system mm -hmm. that you know as it is and and <laughs> she still has interaction they still do a lot of social interaction which i think that was what was missing in the past from homeschool uh because i don't know if you you know the the thinking in the past was always that the homeschool homeschooler kids were a little bit very isolated isolated yeah. and, yes, and yes. now there's a lot more to you know for a sports social interaction yep. things like that for homeschooling so it's almost like college like she does a lot of her school they'll still go once or twice a week to the center but then she does all her schoolwork at home, so it's almost like college. But and you know. And, and you know that's that's wonderful because I feel like uh, you know she's doing it at her pace, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she's learning and she's striving, and and which is all right. A lot of times, you know, parents we kind of follow. You know, we are all followers. You know, like the blind leading the blind. We just follow the pack. Um, I feel like. A good thing, you know, as I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. The one thing that um, maybe something good might come out. I'm, I'm always thinking of what good is coming out of this, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, one thing is this, like you said, homeschooling, and uh, you know, okay, it's okay to be different. It's okay to deviate from the norm um, uh, if it works for you, and just the identification of what works for you. Because now we have time to think. Now we have become so resilient and adaptive. Uh, and I, I'll tell you something so funny. Um, so gonna... uh, you know, I, I've, I've been seeing patients um, uh, telepsych, right? All, most of us are, right? And I've become so like, uh, uh, we don't talk about adapt adaptation and being flexible. So sometimes, uh, a lot of times, uh, especially for the older patients, they don't understand how to log in and everything. So I'm like, you know what, let's just talk on the phone. Right. And, and, and they're like, they're so happy. They're like, yeah, can you do that, doctor? I can't see you. I can't hear you. So, you know, immediately we are, we, we, I feel like we become quick thinkers and we immediately solve a problem because, and we are okay with whatever we get. I feel like we've become a little bit more, um, you know, calm in that we don't freak out if it doesn't necessarily all have to be video and, you know, audio okay with change. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, Doc, let me let me put you on hold for a second. We have a caller coming in right now. Um, sure. Carlos, do what? Are they on? All right. This is Jason. Uh, who do we have on the phone? You there? 
Caller, did we lose him? Hold on, they're trying to put him on. All right, all right this is Jason. Is a uh, caller? Are you there? No. <laughs> nope. All right, we'll, we'll try again. We'll try again. Yeah. So, mo- moving on. So, so real quick, I wanted to, you know, you know, go over this with you, Doctor Javid. What? So, what yeah. does? the process look like okay i want to come in and see you or i have a patient i want to refer but what what would it look like to come in to see you from you know start through treatment and Mm -hmm. and and finish sure i mean i think that's a very very good question because anybody who thinks of a psychiatrist there on a a couch (laughs) why are you referring me i'm not crazy I see that a lot. I hear that a lot. I just want everybody to uh, to know that I'm I'm human as as human as I can be. I don't have special antennas that I'm reading your mind, uh, you know. Um, and uh, so it's very easy. You just uh, just call our number. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, office manager, and we are very accommodating. I have given up my my uh, lunch breaks for patients if I they really really need to be seen. I take I'm under quite a bit of insurance plans. I do self-pay also. So the process is, you know, the initial appointment is usually an hour because that's the most mm-hmm. important, right? That's when I decide with the patient um, if they need to um, just have therapy or if they are okay. They, you know, I am not quick to uh, putting everybody on medications. I, I, although it's, I joke with my patients that, you know, it's my bread and butter, but I don't think you need medications. I don't think you need to see me anymore, right? Um, uh, I feel like um, it's very important for for the patients to be given that autonomy uh, to decide. But you need to explain to them the the physiology and the psychology behind different uh, emotions and different uh, behaviors. Uh, some patients don't know. Some patients ask me, "Doctor, why am I why am I always angry? Why am I always crying? Why can't I go out uh, in Walmart when there is a big crowd? I want to stay home, right?" They don't. Some patients don't understand. So I feel like it is so important to get down to anybody's level talk to them, explain it to them that it's okay to feel this way, um, you know, empathize with them, uh, understand their feelings, and then decide, have a plan, right? Um, and then I'm a big proponent of therapy. I think therapy is 50% of the treatment. Right. Um, even if I don't start anybody on medications, I always refer them for uh whether it is anger management, whether it is behavioral therapy in children, uh, whether it is CBT for um, anxiety and depression, I feel like it is extremely important. And then I also do a basic blood panel uh, for them just to make sure, like you said, right, vitamin D, thyroid, um, because a lot of medical conditions can Mm -hmm. present as psychiatric Psychiatric, issues as well. So um, we have that. We do have that caller back in. Doc, let me try and get, uh, get the caller back on it. Hey, this is Jason, are you there? It, oh, yes, we, I am. we got you. We, awesome. Who are we, who are we talking to? This is Cache. Hey, it's Cache. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I should have recognized Hi. your voice, shouldn't I? Yeah, no. You know, I wanted. I had a quick question. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. let's hear it. What you got? <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are doing amazing up here. But okay. I had a quick question that I wanted to... Yeah, no. So here's, here's a quick question I have, and... And I know you guys talk about it all the time. Um, so one of the things, uh, doctor, uh, yeah, I wanted to find out 
how much do you focus on chemical imbalances uh, in your patients from diet or, you know, lack of exercise and how that plays on the mental health and how do you, from a child all the way up to adults, right? Uh, I think about, and, and Dr. D, you talk about it all the time, a lot of it is chemical imbalances, right, that people are having that are causing, and when you're in isolation, right, um, the exercise, the getting the diet right, and getting the chemical balance back on track would have a lot of probably positive effect on mental health. So how do you uh, determine that in your practice, and how do you find ways to help people uh, you know, utilize exercise to, to help that versus medication? Absolutely, and I think actually that's a that's a very very important question, and uh, um, I, I'm a big proponent of exercise um, and sleep. You know, those are the two, and hair diet, right? Those are the three things which are which are tied into any kind of mental health disorder. I think that it is very important to have a very holistic approach. So, um, in my initial evaluations, uh, I spend a lot of time um, in talking to them about how how many how much do they sleep? Do they feel rested? The next day, um, yes, there is definitely a chemical imbalance that causes the depression or the anxiety um, or any other kind of mental health illness. But irrespective of the chemical imbalance, those these three or four things are so important um, uh, to fix, um, and which are easily fixable if you have the the will to do it so uh i a part of my evaluation is spent in giving them nutritional counseling we talk about various meditation apps that i always encourage um, uh, uh, you know uh, for these patients then we also talk about 30 minutes of cardio every day man I, you, I, you sounding almost identical to what, yeah i love it i yeah, love i'm doing it right because i was fit in right I, with us perfect so so i rec i mean i i really like to exhaust yeah. A lot of the other things first before we say, "Hey, here's a medication." We go, and, yeah. and you may need one, but let's try everything else first. Okay, back up. What are you yeah. doing? Do, how are you eating? Are you exercising regularly? Are you getting out in the sun? Are you, you know, what what are those? Because it doesn't matter if I do put you on Lexapro, ten milligrams of whatever, that yeah. you're eating terrible or you're 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 not exercising or you, because there's a lot of there's it's multifactorial, yeah. so. It's, it's, it's and you know when you talk about those and then you also talk about your your social right like your family yeah your, oh, your community faith i mean just yeah how's your, how's your communication with your spouse or your best friend you have somebody to talk to okay. i feel like uh you know all these things are so tied in together that i don't want to use medications as band-aids all the time mm -hmm. like we talked about right it's very easy for me to write a script for clonopin patients ask it all the time <laughs> i don't I said, I'm so sorry. I don't give Xanax. I don't give Clonopin because until and unless there is a pre, you know, uh, other conditions associated. But we don't need to give you guys crutches. We want to figure out the problem and fix it. Well, rather we use than, uh, we use three main ones, and I always point out to patients. I tell patients number one, sugar. Sugar needs to be considered a recreational drug, in my opinion. It just does. I mean, it's okay, but you need to think about it like a recreational drug. Period. But sugar, caffeine, and alcohol, those are the three that we use to self-medicate nowadays and manage our energy, manage our moods. And it's like uh, we put we, we take a downer to go to sleep and we take an upper to, you know, to, to wake up in the morning and we take, you know, and there, you know, I always start with diet because I mean, even as 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 recent as January this year of 2020, 
there was a study specifically that looked at it found dopamine a direct link between dopamine biological clock and it linked it to snacking and overeating and obesity so i mean it, it, there's a lot of links to like the reward center of the brain mm-hmm. with eating and, and, and comfort foods. Like there's another one specifically about um, how we gain weight, mm-hmm. uh, how we we look towards comfort foods in times of stress. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about like the, one some of the most stressful situation we've ever been in in this COVID era. And you're compounding and, it. And, mm-hmm. and people are called, you know, it's called COVID-19. We're joking. We talk, call, call people are gaining the COVID-15 or the COVID-20. <laughs> yes, they and they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people coming in. But again, just like you, it's so good to hear that you're, you know, really put an emphasis on diet and exercise and things like that. So um, real quick, Dr. David, we have one last uh, commercial from our sponsors and we will be right back in about two minutes. Turn on your glam today. The Jenna Klein Collection is here, elaborated with natural products. Give yourself a compliment with our organic lip glosses in more than 15 shades. With the Jenna Klein Lip Gloss Collection, you can hydrate your lips and keep that glamorous look that you need. Turn on your glam. Visit JennaKlein.com. And don't forget our skincare collection with natural ingredients that will improve the skin's appearance and prevent visible signs of aging. We have everything you need to achieve smooth and vitalized skin. JennaKlein.com. Turn on your glam today. This was a proud sponsor of KNLY 91.1 F. Hello, my name is Dr. Sadaf Javed. I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist, and I see adults also. I've been practicing in the greater Houston area for the past five years, and my practice is in the west side of town. In these unprecedented times, it is so important to check in with your mental health. Please pick up the phone and call 832-304-7244 or mycognitivepsychiatry.com, and we would be happy to help. Thank you. This was a proud sponsor of KNLY 91.1 FM. He started uh, as a dream. Uh, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to have my own restaurant. And it was a dream that finally we had the opportunity to build it here in the woodlands. And I'm so happy with it. It's a really authentic Italian food. Uh, I try to maintain the most original possible. It's very important. Every day I make my fresh pasta. Chi mangia bene, mangia italiano. Please come and visit us. This was a proud sponsor of KNLY 91.1 FM. All right, and we're back for our final, you know, couple minutes with uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Javid. So again, I wanted to kind of continue on and and you know ask you again, what does that look like? We were, you know, we were talking with you about what that looks like as far as you know coming in to see you, and, and you were talking about it. Uh, you emphasize a diet, and it's you know now when you said therapy, and you said you're for now. Do you do it there, or do you refer out? for the anger management or for the depression? How, how does all that work? Mm-hmm. I have a couple of patients in on my, um, you know, schedule that I've been seeing for some time for therapy. I love 
talking <laughs> to my patients. I love knowing them and understanding uh, the, pro uh, the problem rather than just diagnosing them. I feel like that's more important. Um, uh, but if I can't accommodate them in my schedule, I do refer them out. I have a, you know, a few uh, therapists that have been working with me. We work together. I feel like psychiatry is all about collaboration. You, you're not just one person in a room talking. I feel like it's it's a very, um, uh, you know, family-oriented approach. Uh, so I refer out uh, to I have specific therapists that I've been working with who are anger management specialists or CBT, depending on the needs. Uh, and some now, since I've been uh, here for a couple of years, I know uh, different styles of the therapist. So I kind of uh, match according to yeah. the personality right um and according to the needs of the patient so uh, so then i refer them out and we work together okay. that's great where do you stand as far as and i'm and, and this is a question for me because mm -hmm. I, I, I like you know I, i'm looking forward now in speaking to you to, to referring you a lot of a lot of my patients uh as far as with the depression anxiety because there's some that you know and and, and while i you know, feel comfortable with a lot of them. There's some that are, you know, I, I'm honestly, Complex. I don't know everything. And, sure. and, and I would rather refer them to somebody that sees us all the time. Mm -hmm. um, where do you stand as far as like supplements and, and there, because, you know, certain supplementation, you know, we're talking about going back to nutrition. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend other, you know, because we kind of just touched on vitamin D, but you know, that one's pretty well known, but do you recommend any others as far as supplementation mm -hmm. rather than right yep. to medication? Melatonin is one that I recommend quite often uh, for sleep. What's the and, mil what, what do you recommend milligram-wise? Uh, you it know, I depends. usually, for children, I start off with very, you know, especially the children who have ADHD, mm -hmm. they, uh, sleep is one issue that they always have. If they're on stimulants, mm -hmm. they can't sleep that well. So I usually start off with a, my policy is start uh, low. And start go low, slow. go slow. <laughs> Man, I, I, I love it. Perfect. Love it. Um, so one and then um, you know with adults and you know as you know the trick to taking melatonin is don't take it every single day because then the brain starts producing its own and then you have rebound insomnia mm -hmm. so um, you know you take it a couple of days then take a couple of days break uh, five milligrams uh, in adults and I've gone as high as 15 okay. so melatonin yeah which I use quite often and honestly I I have not used any other supplements I just tell them fix your diet yeah one of the big ones I, I see, and it's, you know, a lot of research has shown, you know, up to 75% of the population is deficient in, and it's the main calming mineral, right. magnesium. Mm -hmm. magnesium. Magnesium is one that I, I yeah. another one that I highly, now, first off, I mean, I just do, I recommend a multivitamin, multimineral. Mm -hmm. I just, I just do. I think our, our diet is severely yeah. deficient. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you're eating a clean diet, but magnesium is one and, and it's literally the original chill pill. Like for, it's, it's for those of us that train hard and work out hard daily, magnesium. magnesium gets depleted so quickly. Mm -hmm. And right. if, if you don't want to be in pain all the time and sore all the time, magnesium is really important. Right. That as well. And then uh, vitamin B12, I feel yep. like that's also. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. B12. Uh, well, exactly. Like any methylation factors like folate, B6, B12. B6 mm -hmm. is really important for the brain. Uh, Omega-3 fatty acids. That's another one that, you know, specifically the, the brain is 60% and, and, you know, it's 60% fat. So it's like mm -hmm. super no surprise that, you know, not getting sufficient dietary fat or, you know, it can ad adversely affect the brain, but we don't get enough. It's primarily DHA and EPA and a lot of people just in our diet, we're just not getting enough yeah. omega-3s. And, you know, that's another one. And, and, you know, again, it's just everybody's 
it's specific, you know, so, but those are some of the main ones that, you know, D3, mm-hmm. multivitamin, multimineral, omega-3 fatty acids, specifically we're talking about mental. Uh, and just like you mentioned, methylation factors like folate, B6 and B12. Um, you could go on and on to the gut brain connection, you know, to, we're just learning a lot more about that. I think in the next five to 10 years, we're going to know a whole lot more sure about so. the gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the whole just generalized, Hey, just take a probiotic. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Like Dr. Javid, yours is going to be different from my species is going to be different from Jason. Mm-hmm. So we don't know specifically. And I've seen in some people probiotics kind of, uh, cause diarrhea and some other mm-hmm. things. And so we got to be real, real specific. I, yeah. I'm a big proponent of gut health. It needs to be more, um, it, it needs to be individualized right. though. Um, doc, I want to ask one last question before, before we run out of time and it's something kind of a little off, you know, off topic from COVID, but, um, we have a lot of athletes and a lot of people that listen to us that compete pretty hard in different arenas and have kind of been separated from that because of all of this. Um, is there is there going to be issues with people going back and as we go back and as we start getting back to doing these things we used to do um are you do you think there's going to be an uptick in in cases where, where people really struggle to get back to inter interacting with other people and, and really have problems being around other people again mm-hmm. and you know that's a very good question and yes i feel like you know because you know we we become so comfortable you know initially we didn't want to be around we didn't want to be alone now we are okay you know we've accepted this and we created our own little bubble around ourselves right um uh i don't think the interaction will be hard but i feel like there will be a little bit of hesitation mm-hmm. i feel like there will be uh, a little bit of uh, anxiety in uh, being close and playing close again the, the uh, drive, the drive to get back, I think is yeah. going to be hard because I'm already seeing that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm seeing that in my clinic is, um, people just saying, I, I just kind of give up. I just don't want to, yeah. like, I don't want to, once you stop it, it's like very hard for them to yeah. get the motivation to mm-hmm. restart. Get it going again. Restart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, my kids play uh, squash and they have not gone inside the squash courts since March. And now my son says, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of that because right. he's good. Uh, so, uh, uh, but my suggestion is, I think it should be slow. The, 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 the incorporation should be slow and steady and, um, you know, be aware of everybody's body language. If somebody is struggling, Make sure that you, uh, you know, let them know that, hey, help is there. Talk about it. What are you feeling? What are your concerns? Talk and communicate. And um, just, I don't think it should be just, oh, it's all open now. There are 10 league matches. No, I think it should be very, very, and it should be steady and paced. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And then one other last thing. Uh, My wife's currently reading a book calling Master Your Emotions. I don't know if you're aware of it, something that she's really hooked on really likes it one of the things that she talked to me about was uh, skin to skin connection with with your partner and things like that and without having all of the social interaction we usually do and even when we go back not having handshakes anymore not mm-hmm. having hugs anymore in a yeah. lot of cases that won't be me i've already made that yeah. clear but for some people you know that skin to skin contact with your partner can be very important for mental health uh, as well right do you yes. see anything is that she onto something so there 
I, that is that is something that I do think about as well because I'm a hugger. I hug my patients. I'm you know I feel uh, you have to have that connection, skin to skin. Oxytocin is released. You know mm-hmm. that uh, the the bond. Uh, well, look at strong. look what we do in uh, C sections now. It's mm-hmm. part of you know I still go in and, and do C sections from right. time to time right. uh, with my surgeons that I work with and. That's a standard procedure. It's even the fathers, even the fathers in in the shirts in the recovery off. room, shirts off, baby on there. Mm-hmm. And now the 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 move is to you know, as soon as the baby's out, baby is cleaned up, just check layer on the mother's chest mm-hmm. right away for skin to skin because of the overwhelming data mm-hmm. about touch, the positive effects of that, massage, even massage things like that. So. And, and let me tell you one thing. There was a pandemic in the, the Spanish flu, 1918. We forgot all about it, mm-hmm. right? We will forget about this as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I guess maybe initially in the one year or so till the vaccine comes out. And then I think I think that people have already forgotten about it. That's why there was like a big yeah. uptick of cases. Yeah. Um, but, I, uh, you know, I feel like, yes, initially it could be... Um, something that would hold people back but uh, we'll get back to where we yeah. were i I'm, I'm very positive about it it's it's going to take a little bit of time i think we should not rush it um but we should just you know again focus on the process not the result so now specifically if they want somebody wants to come see you now what you know as as we close out what specific um conditions or symptoms or things should they think about coming to see you for? So uh, that's, again, a very, very good question. Um, Anxiety, we all experience anxiety, but we all experience sadness. But if any of your emotions are interfering in your day-to-day living, interfering in your job motivation, interfering in your relationships, your friendships, your sleep, your exercise, your energy, then that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, if you think that those are the issues that are going on and you you don't feel right, you're just dragging yourself, you don't enjoy the things you used to enjoy, then obviously there is something going on that needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, same goes for children. You know, something is wrong, didn't behave this way, they're irritable, they're angry, they talk dark things, absolutely pick up the phone and call even if it is not nothing right um don't be scared of oh i i feel stupid asking this question mm-hmm. right i've had the most interesting consultations and i did i i'm like it's okay you know it's mm-hmm. fine you know we uh, uh, just come and ask for help yeah. and um and that's what i tell all my patients well awesome so unfortunately we are out of time i could have talked to you for another hour or so um, i think you need to go talk to her yeah i know yeah 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 <laughs> well i love that you do an hour my initial consults are an hour you know i i i feel like you can't get through all the barriers no through all the everything in a 15 minute office visit you just can't and they just don't get better so um it was great meeting you it was great talking with you um like i said i look forward to uh referring uh, some patients to you now. Yeah. And, um, you know, glad we met, glad we had you on, uh, excited to have you as a sponsor of the show. Uh, and we will, you know, be in touch and I'll leave some part, any parting words from Mr. Hey, Jason. Yeah, I'm, you know, everybody is just unplugged. Quit watching yeah. the news. Yep. Enjoy your oh, family, yeah. you know, play some games, get outside, get some sunshine, enjoy your life. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy it. it. And be safe. Mm-hmm. Be safe. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we will we'll we'll uh, speak again soon. We'd love to have you back on in you know in in, in, in a month or so and talk about other issues. But uh, we are signing off for this week, and we will see you next Thursday. Thank you. So Thank much. you. Thank you.